two, one. Welcome to Latinas Who Adventure, a podcast about the ins and outs as adventuring as women. Part of what can seem overwhelming if you're just kind of browsing, there are so many options. So many options, there's so many things you can yeah. do. This guy's the limit. Hosted by Heather Diaz and Marcela Mel. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode six. Yeah. Um, Awesome. I love it's been a six one. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. It's um I'm in Dallas right now with family. So I've been not I've been a little bit behind on my schedule and haven't been time to much time outside because it's been raining and so this talk and I this topic has means a lot more to me now than ever. So um especially since like, like a the last time, like, yeah, this is causing a lot more than ever. So I'm just dying to go outside right now. <laughs> yep. No, I totally understand. I think a lot of people will be able to um, identify if you're just joining in. We're going to talk about healing in nature today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I think is near and dear to both of us, right? Like, yeah. it's like the main reason we... Um, we, we go hiking, we go sp- <clears throat> camping and spend time in nature. So Exactly. Um, I just realized just at this second, I think it's the reason why I love camping so much because it's just a stationary <laughs> and yeah. there's just moving around. Um, we, I won't go, I'll go into more of that. It's a scientific research. I just, we've been, you've been collecting it and I just put the pieces together. It's funny that you don't, you just do things and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like I've been doing this for a long, like much longer. Now I know why it resonates with me much more. Exactly. <laughs> so the, so um, the first topics we're going, yeah, we go to the four topics. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, it was like one, we're going over our favorite places Two, the science behind um, healing in nature. Three, how our relationship to nature has evolved. And four, best practices and how we can approach a mental health hike. So those are four topics. Somehow we're gonna cram it all in thirty minutes and have Q&A. So, um, so, um, and um, so yeah. So Marcella, do you want to take it off with your your or your favorite places? Sure. I, I would say like favorite kind of just general environment is probably the beach, the ocean. Um, I have a pretty deep connection with the, the beach, and I think you know, if you've ever gone there and just kind of liked listening to the waves and the, the wind and the, and the birds and all that, I think a lot of people can relate to just being really, really um, kind of brought to this like calm state frame of mind uh, at the beach. And just like locally here, here in Portland, Mount Hood or Waiist, mm-hmm. um, that volcano just breathtaking every time. Um, and it's, just so wonderful to get to see see the mountain in you know all different seasons from different Mm. areas different directions um, Mm. in different weathers and just kind of take it all in and and um, that's awesome yeah Yeah, my favorite was I I love the ocean but right now since I'm because I'm I'm from Houston Texas so like I love the water I'm also like my birthday's in July I'm like a cancer water like a water creature so I Mm -hmm. tend to to Gravitate to the right, I usually just end up staring into the water. I just then I do like Stephen loves to fish, he fishes, and I just like sit in the bench. Like, that's what we like, what we did in Santa Cruz. I really just enjoyed like sitting on the bench and just maybe like um listening to a book or just hanging out. Like, there's something so peaceful to that. And you have scientific actually put together this more this morning, actually put um scientific research behind it, which is so fascinating. Yeah, uh, makes me feel like I should 
I'm so proud of myself for doing that. But the other thing, because I'm based in NorCal, and we're so fortunate to have Redwoods. And that is mm-hmm. one of my favorite places to go. And when I'm there, it's just like, there's no destination for me. It's just like, it just gets, because it's like, you're just surrounded by these giant green giants that like, could be up to 2,000 year old plus. And they're so yes. tall. And they have these like fairy rings. So you're in the middle. It's like a Redwood Cathedral. So it's, this one place is called Henry Cow. All around you see these Redwoods and you just, it just seems so good and there's no way you can just like breathe just run through it like there's no way and yeah. I just love doing that because it allows me to stop um that's why like I guess I gravitate towards that for that type of hike because it's a place that you're like you're you have no choice but stop because <laughs> if you don't I, you know, there's no choice but yeah that's my favorite place of the ocean and in the redwoods whenever I can like uh, it's just and then it's like it's just and it's always green too which is also pretty awesome because um, so everything you go it's just it's always lively yeah and that's that's a really good point like when when I moved to Oregon and I was living in the northeast before moving to Oregon um and I'm originally from Florida so it's like tropical and warm and always green coming back here to the Pacific Northwest um where everything's green like you're saying just mm-hmm. all the time it just kind of gives you life right so Exactly. They can't get that everywhere, though, like, because I'm, I'm in Dallas right now, so it's, like, I, it's when I appreciate the most. It's, like, that's when you have to dig deep and be, like, okay, what can I do so I can spend time outside? And, um, but before we can do that about the best practices, we can go into the science behind it. I think you're really relevant. Um, and I want, can, can you elaborate more about the ocean? Because I really love what you put together. Sure, yeah. And, like, I guess we'll have to start overall. I'm so sorry. We can start overall and then go to the ocean. I'm, I get so excited about this topic. Yeah. yeah, and I think what got me to look into, you know, the the healing benefits of the ocean and the science behind it, because I know that there's emergence, emerging science, um, is that I've been seeing a lot of people post lately, you know, what do you like about the outdoors? Where Where is your happy place? Where do you relax? And a lot of people saying ocean, I'm seeing the ocean. Um, and, you know, growing up, like I always heard stories from my dad who would say like, you know, if you have like any kind of illness, like the ocean's going to heal you, being by the beach is going to heal you. Um, so just having all of these different kind of anecdotes about how the ocean is just this healer, um, I decided to look into it. And what I thought was very interesting, one of the first kind of scientific points that I found about the ocean was the blue color. Um, And you and I have talked a little bit about color psychology, um, but I thought it was very interesting that even just seeing the vastness of this like blue sea, um, that can already instill a sense of calmness in us because somehow our brains are just wired to think that the color blue is peaceful. And so I thought that was very interesting. Um, In addition to that, of course, like, hearing water sounds, I think that's what most people associate with the ocean being relaxing. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was super cool. Um, and, you know, we could talk just hours and hours about how fascinating our brains are. Um, but essentially what happens is like the ocean sounds cause our brain activity to like sync up with just the kind of like calm ebb and flow of the oh, waves. Wow. And so essentially what that does is it, that, the, that kind of like slower brain activity um, is what we tend to have when we're in a more relaxed state, when we're more meditative, tr- you know, maybe try even trying to 
go to sleep. And so it slows down our heart rate. We become more engaged with our environment as opposed mm -hmm. to like focusing on our inner stresses and our, our loud thoughts, um, which was just super cool. Um, and in general, I found that a study that talked about nature sounds in general mm -hmm. um, that does this, but I thought it was really cool how that leads to relaxation. That's awesome. And, and it, it does. Um, I'm sure. And that's what I was trying to read about forest bathing. It's kind of like the, this part of listening to the sounds and everything in the, um, but that's really cool that that plays an impact. Cause it, I mean, I'm sure these are all things that we kind of just um, felt, but we didn't realize what was going on. We didn't recognize exactly. it. Yeah. That's, that's super awesome. And um, it makes me just think about all those times by the, by the I sat by the ocean, I didn't know what was going on. So, yeah. uh, and, and that's the reason why after the PCT, we wanted to move by the ocean. That was one of the things. And I guess that makes sense. After that hiking and all that chaos, we just were just so driven by a, being by a calm, like just like being near something that's so calm and soothing. You can hear the ocean waves outside of your window. I guess that all makes sense why you want to do that after such a hectic time in our yeah. lives. Um, okay, uh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I wanted to also, like, I'm sort of talking the science um, behind it. Um, also, and you mentioned it before, um, one of your bullet points from your regarding the ocean is that there's, like, so many articles. There's, like, a lot, a lot more articles about how nature can heal you. And it's still, like, under research from what I've read. But there's a lot of things that have been popping up. And a lot of the articles I've seen, it's actually like 2019. So this mm -hmm. is like very still relatively new. Um, and of course, uh, forest, bath forest, forest bathing has been around the Japanese practice, right? Um, yeah. So it's that's not new, but the course of research, because like, I mean, everything that like, you, you, it's practice, but they want to do the research to verify this, which kind of makes sense. Like it's, it's like a, a thing you have to verify to make sure it's, accurate but um there is a <laughs> yeah. that states that um that shows the correlation that like spending time in natural environments can benefit health and well-being um and that there's even like an article that says that like that you know your goal will be 120 minutes uh, a contact a week that would associate good health and well-being so that's mm -hmm. two hours and it doesn't even matter and there's studies about this it doesn't even matter like if you break into short bits or like long, one long verse that the goal is like 120 and the positive association peaked from from 200 to 300 minutes per week which is three hours 20 minutes to five hours so you can break it up however you want and just do one big long hike but there is that you know a study shown that there is a positive correlation to that so i think it's awesome and i think that makes sense because sometimes i just need like one long hike or just like two long walks or maybe like there's a time i, I know that um I do like five like mini walks and I just feel good. I don't need to go for a hike. Yeah. So I think that probably makes sense to me. And those times lengthen when I'm at the most stressed. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Cause I gravitate toward that. Then we put together, just let you know, a Google doc of this. We both, Marcella's a researcher. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of this for my, for, for a living. So. Yes research and, yeah. and literature searches so yeah um, so I did graduate school studies so I like a value research too so I, we both were really excited to do this I don't know if you want to go on and talk about like anything else ever bullet points that we have because I have like one through ten yeah <laughs> no for sure I, I I think it's really really interesting that you brought up the like 
Japanese practice of force beating because I didn't know that about force beating. Like, I, I feel like you're saying just a few years ago, the term force beating kind of came to be. Yeah. Or like we learned it and, and suddenly it's this big hyped thing. But it's super interesting to see that, you know, in Japan, this has been like a cultural knowledge for such a long time. And I'm sure, you know, indigenous cultures in the Americas as well have yeah. recognized the benefits of, of exactly. that. Uh, and there's even like a book called like Braiding Sweetwater. It was kind of about that too. That's one book I, I would actually have an audible. It's a really intense book. You know, like it's intense, and like I need time to read that. Um, yeah, is this Robin Wall Kimmer's? I, book? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one book, and and then the one for the Jap the the forest bathing. That's a Japanese practice. That's like the name I can't pronounce it, so I'm not gonna pronounce it because I'm gonna butcher it. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a name that it's, it's the art of science of how trees come about health and happiness. It's a real practice, and but you are correct. I just heard that name recently forest bathing like I didn't I didn't know there was a technical term to it but pretty cool that there is um, yeah so did you read any, anything about um because when I heard about forest bathing um a few years ago mm-hmm. um and I had like read an explanation that part of what helps is actually just like the smell of pines mm-hmm. um and how like pine trees have this like chemical that when we breathe it in, it like relaxes us. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, I think it's called something like alpha pinene. Um, I'm not a chemist, so I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought it was super interesting that just like literally the air we're breathing is helping our bodies relax um, through and, yeah. the smells of, of these mm. trees. Um, and- and that's something like awesome because I actually have a story about that because once I've been like stuck inside in a pandemic and I finally got to go and hike when the redwoods, it was a very park where there were still pine trees and I just like inhaled the pine. I was like, I was like, ah, it's a Christmas. <laughs> and I was like, yes. oh, like no fresh air. It was just not, and I just literally was screaming happiness. I was like, I was just a weird yell because I've been inside, inside for like three months. Yeah, and I think I probably freaked out even, but it was just a phenomenal thing, and I like went crazy after because being inside, you know, pairing over two months. But I'm sure there is that. And with forest bathing, what it talks about is that it's like um, this is also best practices, but kind of science behind it. Um, it's and it's and it's not forest bathing is not an exercise or hiking and jogging. So this is something like a little bit different than actual hike itself. But it's, it's, it's simply about being in nature, connecting through our senses of sight, hearing, taste, smell, and touch. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like a bridge, but opening our senses, it bridges the gap between us and the natural world. So I'm sure that does relate to that. Um, because Absolutely. Like, um, and that's when you stop and smell. And so I literally what I had to do, I had to stop and smell. And I was like, I just like immerse myself in it. <laughs> I just naturally did that. yeah and I love how you mentioned Christmas because we like to have like a natural tree for Christmas and one of the things we noted was just like ah it smells like pine trees inside of our house just like all of December and so I think it it really really is um and I also love how you brought up the five senses and how forest bathing is really supposed to be this like full immersive experience um because as I was reading about the benefits of the ocean and going to the beach yeah. 
Um, they also talked about the different, um, like how our different senses are, are stimulated. Mm -hmm. um, they talked about even touching the sand and, you know, feeling the breeze and smelling that just kind of typical ocean smell, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how to describe that, but it's, it smells like ocean. Um, and how all of that can just like help calm mm -hmm. your mind and reduce stress. Um, I feel like when I breathe, when I, not breathe, but like when I, I don't think when I breathe it, I feel like I just, yeah, I just remember the, the ocean smell and the breathing it. It's something really interesting that I haven't, but I guess that goes with the, the science behind that too, which is pretty cool. And I had something in mind, but I forgot. I think I was like thinking about the ocean. My mind just drifted off into <laughs> space. So I was like, oh yeah, the ocean. <laughs> yeah, even just thinking about it, right? Just kind of your mind kind of wanders over, over to that kind of happy, happy place. But that is a big consideration is the environment yeah. is like that is key to um, because like there is scientist scientific research saying that um, that research that thing that nature the, that environments plays a huge factor because um, environment can increase or reduce our stress, which impacts our bodies. So um, and it's up here with what you're seeing here we're experiencing any moment is changing all your mood, but how your nervous integrant immune systems are working. So it does have an impact. Yeah. And stress of an unpleasant environment causes you to feel anxious, sad, helpless, can turn elevated blood pressure, heart rate, muscle tension suppresses your immune system. So it's like, and then with your environment, you can actually reverse that too. So it's like really important. Like, so your environment is really, really important. And they can be bad or really, really good, which is finding maybe your happy spot, which could be by the ocean and the redwoods. And yeah. another, yeah, that's another thing. And then there's something else I I wanted to mention. We can you can jump on that if you have anything else. Yeah, to say. no, the immune system part was super interesting. So there's this um, seasonal affective disorder, um, which a lot of people who live in more northern and southern um, latitudes, where you know the days in the winter are just much shorter than in the summer. So like mm -hmm. where I am um, here in Oregon. Um, it is basically seasonal depression. You might have heard of seasonal depression, the winter blues. Um, people have been studying how this is not just about mood and being feeling kind of depressed in the winter. It comes with changes in appetite, changes in mm -hmm. your sleep, um, changes in, you know, your digestion, all of that. So, you know, even just seeing sunlight for a couple minutes a day can be so, so helpful, especially mm -hmm. if you live in the more northern um, areas. And the reason behind that is um, serotonin, which is one of our like yep. happy hormones. Um, somehow, and I couldn't find like a good quote for this, but like somehow our body just knows to produce more serotonin if we're in the sun. Um, and so, of course, once we're producing more of that, our mood changes, our mood becomes positive and, and happy and we, our stress is reduced. So... Um, not only is being outside and breathing in this air good for us, but also actually sunshine, which I thought was super awesome. That is, that is awesome. And I guess, like, we can cover there how relationship evolved. I kind of want to go into best practices and do that first. But I think with how we're talking about, I guess this is when, like, the environment you choose when you want to heal in nature is really, really important. And I know it's not easy, you know, getting the sunlight 
So it might not, not be something that, but guess with, if, if you're feeling down, there's, there's some, take advantage of that and go outside when you can. Um, I guess that would be my best recommendation is that don't hold back on those beautiful sunny days. And I regret thinking about that because that happened a few days ago and I didn't. Yeah. It's just when like, you're probably the worst, most like um, not feeling the greatest is when you really have to push yourself to get outside. Because I know I should finish it. It be so hard. Yeah. And I guess like under best practices, I would say even in the winter um, when the sun might be lower or not as hot, <laughs> still wear your sunscreen, um, yeah. especially oh, if you're out in the snow, because um, the snow will reflect the sunlight right back at your face. So you're getting twice as much UV rays. Um, so yeah, but for sure, I, it's an interesting question. How did you figure out that the forest was like your? Well, it's just that it was something I was just connected with. And it's just like how my, just my nature has evolved. It's just something that um, I just always like stopped like I always wanted to take my time it was never like I could rush and I guess that's when I realized that it was my happy spot like I can just sit like I enjoy sitting and this is how yeah. my list of nature has evolved is because I used to be like a runner and um, I thought that was like my escape but it's not because I felt like I was I realized I was running away from something mm-hmm. and that's what I felt like running and it was cool in my 20s I'm a teenager, but as I got older now, like I'm running, it hurts, everything hurts. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And, and then the coolest thing is when you like walk, you actually can like see everything and you can like recognize and appreciate nature, which that most has a box now I'm up to nature appreciation, which I, which I don't regret because now it's like really cool to see the same spot twice and see it like mm-hmm. slowly. So that's, but I, to me, that was the one thing that, um, Resonated to me, I just wanted to be out there, and just also I love the air. It's always so green. I just gravitated toward that, and it's such a, and it's such a rare sighting. The more research about the redwoods, the more I fell in love with it. Because sometimes you're in it, but you don't even know what you're immersed in. And you're like, wait a minute, it's like, whoa, this is you can only find this in Yorktown, Oregon, and some in Washington. Well, wow. and like Theodore Roosevelt came to this park. And was like they got told about this park, and he traveled. I don't know, probably by a horse or something. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, he made it. Like, this must be something important. So I kind of like, I'm I'm one that had to do my research to to have it, to make it feel like to get to here. Which, but I really hope that that's not something. I really want want don't want other people to feel that go through that too. Like, don't come to this when you're like thirty. <laughs> 31 experience just appreciate nature when you're like you're 20 yeah or is there what you like to start either it's never too late to start that's for sure true because I was gonna say I didn't I grew up playing outside and all that and sometimes going into the woods with our neighbors but you don't it can be hard to learn to appreciate nature if you don't have someone to kind of help you understand why it is that it's so beneficial um and so I'm hoping that today's chat will do a little bit of that or make I mean, people rethink about it you know take a like a, at least like i guess like the best practice at least stop like you know like i know that you know when you hike outside but when you want to really heal don't make it about the destination yeah the journey. like that's what, the biggest thing distinguish those hikes be like and and, and, and never make a a destination hike I think it's like a it's a healing thing it, it can help it will help 
but it's if you really want the full-on like forced back feeling take your time absolutely smell yeah. everything and just appreciate it do your research too i recommend you do research like learn about the land learn about the animals the wildlife what you're gonna be smelling because when i do yeah. i feel like it's like a scavenger hunt but i feel like a kid i'm like oh my gosh you need this animal this bush this tree <laughs> so i'm like they're looking for it. i wish i could make a scavenger book hunt like for like kids so they can like, like identify oh, them yeah. <laughs> But that's why I feel like I'm going to scavenge your hunt whenever I do my research prior to going to a park. And it makes it a lot more fun and interactive. Yeah, something that I've really gotten into lately, and I, th- I guess since this fall, was trying to find and identify mushrooms. Because um, it just rains here so much. Um, and in the forest around here, it's just such a fertile place for mushrooms. And so last weekend when I went hiking with a friend, we I mean, it was a short hike, but we took our sweet time looking up to the trees, looking down, looking for yeah. mushrooms. We're Ooh. like, Ooh, what's this plant? And so that was pretty cool. We we're both just, you know, kind of working off of each other and saying, oh, look at this moss. And just being present can help you take in so many different things that you might not notice if you are just like rushing to get to that summit and then, you know, be done with the hike and cross it off. Exactly. Um, Exactly. And what I read too is that um, with like forest saving with that technicality is that just remember like exercise and increases your heart rate and the adrenaline introduces a stress hormone, which offsets the benefits. Mm, so like mm-hmm. slow walking is the best way to experience like I guess forest saving. But just remember, I guess one thing people can remember is that like as soon as you're increasing your pace, like that adrenaline hits and that's you're going to still spending time outside, which is great. But if you really want like the ultimate like healing experience, yeah, your time. Yeah, that's a really really good point. Um, and I, I can definitely tell like your heart rate goes up. You're suddenly just like hyper vigilant and not kind of just taking it all in and and aware of, of um, just the surroundings that that are there. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, in terms of preparing for a hike, I think whenever I'm planning for a more restorative hike, because um, I do like to hike for sports sometimes, but whenever I'm planning for um, uh, just a much more just chill hike, I think um, I try to make sure that I kind of stress out ahead of time. So like pack everything I'll need, yeah. not forget anything. Because okay. um, I, at least for myself, I'm like hyper, um, like analytical. If I yeah. <laughs> suddenly for, realize that I've forgotten something, my brain just starts like nagging at me. So <laughs> I really oh, try to like I oh, make sure I have everything right. Um, I'm the same way. Like, no, I have to pack the day before because I'm actually like a really bad more. I mean, I, I'm a good morning person, give me two hours, then I'm a good morning person. Yeah. But, uh, but still, like, I have to have things packed by before because I would stress out, too. Like, it's just a nightmare. And I just, I take forever to get ready. So it just calms me, too. But I guess I didn't think about it in that perspective. I just did, like I said, I just do things. And I just don't realize the reason why I do it. It's just second nature. But yeah. that's a really good technique to do. Um, I would recommend that, too, Pliny. It just, just sets you up for the, for the moment in the day. Yeah. 
And like something that I think is just kind of silly, but honestly also just really true. If you've ever suddenly had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the hike, that can really break up your kind yeah. of mood as well. <laughs> like if you can, you know, uh, vacate yourself before, yeah. uh, <laughs> before go- embarking on your hike, that's going to make a lot of things smoother too. That's just kind of a mm-hmm. little <laughs> little side note. Yeah, do do we want to talk a bit about how um, our relationship has changed to nature yeah. just over time? Do, I, do people I have, have questions? Well, um, we have other questions first because it's four thirty. So, if anyone has any questions, you can about um, healing in nature. So, please chime in with um, questions. Um, if not, we'll go into our our next topic. So, I, I guess I can start off because I feel closely related. So for me, just being honest, um, uh, my relationship has involved with nature because at first, like I said, I was a runner and then I just did it as an escape. And then, but I still love nature. There was moments when I just wanted to stay outside as long as possible. Like I do mm-hmm. a long run and I take a break. It was really refreshing. And then that's what it was a main turning point was when I was like, I just want to stay outside as long as possible. And that's what evolved into hiking, backpacking, slowing down. Like to me, I think the art of slowing down was like a huge thing for me because I was always living the fast-paced life. I was young, doing one thing, a thing another. And that's all fun, but there was never a time when like I rested and my heart rate was always up. My journal was always going, which sounded fun, but it's, you only do that for so long. Um, and then that's when I turned to like, hiking, backpacking. Backpacking was, good hiking was awesome because you're just, you, you, um, to, you hike, you go to bed in your nature, wake up in nature, and you don't have to worry about driving or anything. I actually love car camping for the fact I can do it. I car camping, I love car camping. This is why I was, I love it. It's like I can car camp, I'm in there sitting and just immerse myself in nature and have to do anything. And then I can immerse myself in anything. And then I wake up in the morning. And then what do you know? I wake up and I can go for a hike. So I started doing like day hikes, and car, one night car camping just so I can wake up. Mm-hmm. And just go for a hike and not worry about stressing out. And that was my favorite thing about car camping this year. I don't have to drive to go hike in the morning or wake up super early and yeah. worry about the parking lot. Just wake up, boom, first morning go hike, and I slept in. That's <laughs> but that's super awesome, my, yeah. <laughs> but that's how my relationship evolved. And most of that was pandemic also um, uh, helped. Like the pandemic made me lean into it more than ever. Um, that was how it evolved um and i'm really happy with it it makes, makes me appreciate it more than ever now um because you don't because yeah i just have to appreciate it more because i saw it before and now i see the differences and it's really cool seeing the world and nature and different lens yeah thank you for sharing that because it's it's really really true that I, I think the pandemic is what drove a lot of people to turn to nature to lean into that resource sometimes for the first time or going back in a long time um and I know for me at least my my mindset has changed for sure um I went skiing a few weekends ago and for me growing up when I was learning how to ski it was much more about the sport um kind of like with your running Mm -hmm. as well and it was just something that my sister and I did in the winter but yeah, it was always just like, you know, let's get more runs in and like, let's get a good workout. And this year for the first time, 
I, you know, you always kind of look around when you're sitting around and when you're standing at the top. Um, For the first time this year, I really just paused, like you were saying, and looked around and, you know, what was the view around the mountain when I was at the top, when I was kind of halfway through, I would just stop to take pictures, interrupt my run um, to just take it all in and, and just breathe in the air and all that. And it was a very interesting experience because it changed what skiing meant for me. It was much more like, you know, still the thrill of riding down this mountain, but at the same time, you know, be aware of the fact that I am actually outside on the, on, in mm-hmm. nature and make it about, you know, how can I get those benefits and, and um, enjoy that in addition to enjoying just, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fun aspect of <laughs> and one thing going I down. Talk about that you didn't mention it. We didn't write anything down. Um, we didn't talk about was that one of the main things that I, I found I liked so much about your profile is that the research you, you put so much research about learning about the land and I did that too I always and I talked about it just a moment ago like researching where I'm visiting and even know about like what like you know what tribes or what um like like people there before and mm-hmm. and it created a greater appreciation of it like I like to uh, when I go visit, I like to like, live and see like what was there hundreds and hundreds of years ago and just visualize it. And that's what actually helps me, I guess, um, you know, appreciate nature more, just like, yeah, knowing, you know, the history and just like, but knowing actually the, the, the different side of the history that actually happened and then just seeing from a different lens as the course, um, you know, American history is kind of biased you know yeah. so it's kind of like you yeah. know reading the real things and like oh like and i have to visualize it and like this is what happened here like this is where like and most thing i started this like fremont peak and i can visualize the story and how it all just it was glorified but it was so wrong so i can just like see it and it just was like wow like, like can't believe this happened here why is this the monument like why is this the plaque is not a plaque and then but i'm just still staring at the beauty and i can know what trees are out there what like what what's around so it's just like that's one thing i've been doing and that they mean like it's also a good practice i recommend is just not just learning about where you're visiting so you can just like take note like the scavenger hunt but i'm surprised that you haven't mentioned that because i'm sure that you had a great appreciation since you've been doing so much research yeah yeah and that's a that's a good point um i had intended like to talk more about um you know doing land acknowledgments and and all that kind of more in the context of um conservation but i i do think that it's a like you're saying super important to know whose lands you're on a lot of those um different indigenous um peoples are still around and still continue to have this relationship with the land that we probably couldn't possibly ever understand mm-hmm. um just because it's they've been caring for it and it's just their heritage mm-hmm. um so but you're absolutely right like knowing and understanding that and learning about the different um, nations, tribes, bands, peoples that have moved around, have come and, you know, have been displaced throughout history as well. And seeing that, you know, slowly um, people are recognizing the the Mm -hmm. major, major value of Mm -hmm. um, 
giving them, you know, access to their lands again, mm -hmm. I think has, has really helped me um, kind of appreciate much more, you know, I need to, I'm a visitor here, right? Um, I need to take care of, of the places I'm visiting. Um, and, you know, leave no trace kind of takes on a different meaning too. Um, yeah. Which is why I wanted to talk about this during conservation because I think it's very important. Yes, um, we will. And we to will. Respect yeah, that. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing though. I just kind of thought about right now, just how that has helped me spend more time like reflecting um, and have greater appreciation. And that's just like you know a technique I've been doing. I'm not, I'm, you know, forcing it upon anyone. But I know you have been doing your research and just even just about the whether the land, even more just like the biology of the land, geology, mm -hmm. whatever, like find whatever you like. Um, I know I love geology, so I would say ge yes. I would love more geology too, so I can like pay attention. But um, but those are just you know techniques that that will help you um, be more engaged and be on the lookout for things and make you see it nature at a different lens. Um, and and then yeah, that's just something I would recommend. Um, I don't know. So sorry for that. I didn't even mean to mention that at all. But I just oh, no. thought you really rev away. I mean, I mean, we post about that all the time. And I, it takes yeah. a long time to think about it. I'm sure once you post about it, it makes you think differently of the land. I mean, where you visit. That's very, very true. Um, and it's, it's a continuous learning process. And, you know, kind of being used to the fact that even it's not just, it's not just, you know, the trails that are indigenous lands, right? But also getting comfortable with the, with the idea that my backyard is indigenous land. Yeah. Um, exactly. and, and my house is on indigenous land. And just, you really do learn to appreciate even, um, even just touching the soil in my backyard with my own hands mm -hmm. um, is a little more meaningful. Um, and, you know, I try to be conscious of that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and like you said, just kind of, be more curious too to learn about yeah. that, that aspect of, of going out in nature, hiking, um, and, and yeah, all and, that. And even what they practice, like one of them, I was reading a brochure that the Digneous um, groups go they do is that it teaches about like they used to burn this land, this part of this part. They used to like, always burn it so they can like um, grow the crops. So they there was a practice they did because um, because that's how they were able to I guess they have it was cool just learning about what they did so i would go there and visualize oh my goodness they would burn this piece of land like, ever so often so like um i think that i'm not sure saying that right but it was just cool learning about that piece of information in history i was just like i'm just, I'm just visualizing that so that was really cool i guess it's part of the whole forest bathing is kind of heightening like using your five senses whether it's like sight hearing taste smell touch but that's just one technique you know i use and then um so sorry going in that rabbit hole and it's 445. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, we can I, totally I do, keep on talking about this. I know, I know. What we talked about was like our favorite places, science behind it, our relationship with nature is involved in best practices and how we approach a mental health type. And um, like, you know, just take your time, take a good environment, however you can. Yeah. Um, but Aaron, do you want to, and, and, and I wrote this down, so I'm going to at least mention the other things that help um, reason why spending time with nature, not necessarily forest bathing, is that it improves short-term memory, reduces stress, increases level of vitamin D, is what you said, mm -hmm. improves your sleep because spending time in natural light helps our bodies require re regulate sleep patterns. When the sun goes down, our brain will release the right levels of melatonin to get a good mm. night's sleep. 
five, it strengthens the immune system. I think you mentioned that. And six, increases happiness. Sure, with the serotonin. Yeah. Reduces inflammation. Eight, improves vision because it gives you a break from the screen. Nine, inspires creativity, which I I am excited about. Absolutely. develops a deeper sense of a spirituality. There's like 10 big things and there's so much more. And I just hope that people feel inspired um, by this, by this IGTV chat and make spending time with nature, see that different lens and know that it's like a resource for everyone because it should be a resource for everyone. Um, It is one of my favorite resources. Absolutely. Do you have any questions? Um, I know we're going to wrap up in a few minutes, but it'd be Mm -hmm. awesome to hear people's thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll post the links we post um, mm-hmm. on there. We're going to post everything on YouTube because, um, you know, because we, we do cite everything. I, I have to cite everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> credit where credit is due. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess we can wrap it up, right? Yeah. And, you know, as always, you can ask us questions about any of this afterwards um, in the comments. Mm-hmm. Happy to talk more about, you know, how we do our research and, you know, resources like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's been super fun. Yeah. I enjoyed um, this conversation. It meant a lot to me. And yeah, thanks again. And um, this is Tina's Who Adventure. And this is, um, and remind, to remind everyone to leave my trace behind and leave it better than you found it. Yeah. Um, Stay safe. Keep on wearing your masks. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. See ya.